are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at the DraftNetwork.com, your host here on the show, and I'm really just emceeing your episode of the show we do mailbag once a week power to the pod want to thank you guys for making locked on dolphins your first miami dolphins listen of the day uh, today's episode is brought to you by blue nile make your moment sparkle with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. locked on dolphins listeners get 50 dollars off purchases of 500 or more this podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry use code locked on at checkout so power to the pod our opportunity to hand the keys of the car over to you guys and let you talk about whatever is pressing and on your minds. We've got a bunch of reviews of the show. I got some questions that were submitted separately. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and dive right in to the show uh, with a review that was left by UK Dolphin. Five stars and the title is UK road trip. So I already have a sense and feeling. I know where this is going. I have been to the UK before uh, twice, but very much enjoyed my stay both times. So if that's what we're, uh, if that's the way we're going to push this, we'll see. Uh, Kyle, been listening to you on Locked on Dolphins and Draft Dudes for a few years now. I'd say it's been a blessing not to ham it up, but listening to your podcast has helped me through uh, some tricky times and mental health challenges. Wanted to let you know the plenty of times people are happy to complain and forget to say thank you. So there you go. First and foremost, before we get to your question for Power to the Pot, um, it's always very humbling to hear from people who use me talking about football, whether it's the draft with draft dudes or locked on dolphins as a uh, healthy distraction from the stresses and, and strains of everyday life. So thank you very much, and I'm, I'm glad to have you, UK. Uh, question for Power to the Pod. Would you be happy to give me and a friend hints and tips on planning a road trip from the UK. Oh, he zigged. I thought we were going to zag. Road trip from the UK over the next year or two once we've saved the cash. Rough plan is to get a game in at the Rock. A college game and a high school game obviously would be amazing to buy you a beer along the way as well. Yes, I think we, uh, the collective Locked On Dolphins fan base, can make sure that you, if you come over from the UK, and you come to South Florida, um, we will have you right. And we will plan out. We'll see the college schedule. We'll see the pro schedule. Uh, obviously, the the high school football, you're hard-pressed to find not good high school teams down there. Uh, and that'd be a hell of a weekend. You do a, a Friday night game, a Saturday game, and a, a Sunday night game, or potentially a Thursday game, depending on uh, when the Dolphins would be playing. So, yes, I think you guys... Plan accordingly, save it up, come over, and I'll make sure whatever game you guys come down to, uh, we have that beer. J.C. Dixon, Power of the Pod question. I've been listening since Travis had the podcast. Smarter fan because of you. Thank you. Always say that. No greater compliment that you can pay me. Power of the Pod question. This is the first year I can remember where we aren't counting on a rookie at any position. When was the last time we didn't have a rookie penciled in as a we need you, continues. Uh, 
caliber starter. I can't remember. Keep up the great. Yeah, you you don't you don't need Channing Tindall to be a star, but I think you you'd very much like to see Channing Tindall be somebody who can contribute sooner rather than later. But yeah, the, the nucleus and the infrastructure of the, of the offense is set. I mean, you go, just look through the draft classes, right? You had Devontae Parker in 2015, and he was drafted with the intention of um, giving you another element to the passing game. Happened once. Uh, that'd be fair. When he was available, it, it happened more than once. Uh, 2016 was the Tunsil, and obviously he was drafted to serve as a starter on the line. And then you had Kenyon Drake and Sabian Howard, and like you needed all those guys. 2017, you drafted Charles Harris exclusively out of need, and certainly not based off merit of, of what he put on display in the pre-draft process and as a college prospect. Uh, 2018 was a Minka, needed to upgrade your pass defense. 19 Wilkins, you created a bunch of needs by shutting down your... Yeah, it's it's been... Tannehill was a neat pick. Deion Jordan, you traded up for maybe a little bit more of a luxury pick, but like the team was trying to get out of the 8-8 eight and eight perpetual cycle. So some of that in part due to how the Dolphins chosen to invest their, their assets this year. Um, but anytime you're investing those assets into players that you need and they're six-time all pros and or six-time pro bowlers and three-time all pros and not unproven college kids uh it certainly forms and, and forges a separate set of expectations which at the root of it is is really why i think this offseason marks like a change in the ideology of the team moving eddie five-star review do a great job to help bridge the gap until training camp we're trying and we are trying. We're also ready for camp to get here. Anybody got dates? And we have dates for training camp yet? It's the guy sitting around waiting to know how many days I'm going to have to tell TDN that uh, I'm on the, the NFL grind and not watching college prospects this summer. Appreciate all the effort. Uh, who in free agency or trade do you would you target for kick and punt return duties? In my response, my opinion, it's irresponsible for Hill, Waddle, and Holland to handle those roles. Or do you think there's someone on the roster right now that handles it outside of those aforementioned starters? I feel like this is one of our biggest needs. Field position is very important. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know that you're going to get because primarily your return guys are either. Wide receivers, you can get some running backs back there, but it's usually wide receivers or corners, right? And I look at both those position groups, and I don't know that you're going to bring somebody in and eat one of your roster spots when you have the kind of depth of guys that could do it, even beyond Hill, Waddle, and Holland. Igbenogany returned at the college level. I would love... If we're going to make Noah Benogany a backup corner and a primary special teams guy, can we lean into it? Just go ahead and lean into it. He's got a track background. Let him return kicks. Now, punts is, is a little different skill set. Maybe Limbo and Jr., if he's healthy, is somebody who I'd be intrigued by his skill set to do that. Um, I do know they're, those other three guys you mentioned are not just going to they're not going to make a stink, but they're going to want those opportunities. 
to touch the football in that regard as well. And I'll say this about Jalen Waddell. I'll never forget. I did watch him return that punt against Alabama or against LSU in person. And it was one of the most impressive athletic plays from any prospect ever I've ever seen. So I think if you can get Igbenogany on kick returns with the way that, that kick returns have changed recently, and they've kind of been marginalized a little bit. And now when you're returning kicks, it's because they're strategizing that they want you to return a kick and not eight out of 10 go out of the back of the end zone. I wouldn't burn an extra roster spot on a return guy. I would just give some competition to the guys uh, and, and beyond the three that you mentioned, because yeah, like I don't love the fact that Hill Waddle and Holland could potentially be on special teams versus their contributions on offense. And anytime a guy would go down in a situation like that and you'd lose that player off a team's play versus their contributions on the offense when they're such high impact players would be a hard pill to swallow. Also hard pill to swallow. Auto troubles. Our friends over at Rock Auto got your back. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts to customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price of the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all your auto parts needs and write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So then we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. Dolphin Ray. I have a bone to pick with you. Last power to the pod, steal a player. New England. I would take center David Andrews, which would lead to putting Connor Williams back at left guard. That's fine. I appreciate that insight. But you left the one star for that? Man, tough crowd. Tough crowd here. I know offseason, we're all antsy for football, but that's a little harsh, isn't it? I am just teasing. If you're not watching on YouTube, I am definitely giving Dolphin Ray, who I've seen on the, in the comments before, uh, a hard time. So, Ray, I hope you're well. Um, Andrews would be a good pick. I would not argue with you there. Uh, Stevie F. Baby, five-star review. And he is referring to me as the MF GOAT. Longtime listener of both you and Travis, my question is about J.C. Treader. We've discussed the possibility of him. Why hasn't he signed anywhere? Are teams like the Dolphins trying to figure out what they have? What are the chances of him signing here? Thanks. Uh, I would not get optimistic about Treader signing here uh, with the Dolphins. It, it seems like the Connor Williams train is, is building momentum for him to be the center. As far as what J.C. Treader's situation is, I, I know uh, he had some injury stuff that at times last year prevented him from practicing all week, right? And, and I think this might just be a matter of him getting as healthy as he can throughout the course of the entire offseason, and if that means he's not going to sign on with somebody while he takes care of his body, that's what he's going to do. Um. I would expect he probably signs 
there's always that window of a couple guys, and Jadavion Clowney's usually in this bucket, but not now, where he sign, you sign like during the first week of training camp. And you come in, you do your physical, and then you go. And you're a longtime vet, and you're super smart, and you can pick it up. Uh, I'm wondering if Treader kind of knows where he'd like to go. And what is interesting is San Francisco just had Alex Mack retire at their center. So now they've lost Lakin Tomlinson and Alex Mack on that offensive line. And that Shanahan system has parallels to, to what the Browns ran as well. So um, I think San Francisco would probably, if I had to pick a spot and it's a total guess, but it's trying to read the writing on the wall from the scheme and the, the, the overlap. And maybe that's part of what makes it, tough to swallow for Dolphins fans is that it seems like Miami's committed elsewhere because they, they don't want to wait on a guy. Um, and maybe that'll change, but yeah, right now I, I would not bank on Treader coming to, to Miami blood X 99. The recent show discussing athleticism scores was intriguing, especially when it comes to Austin Jackson is the expectation for him to continue at right guard or will Michael Dieter take that spot? Uh, also, can he take a marginal large step forward with his zone blocking scheme and become a serviceable offensive lineman? I believe you meant left guard blood. Uh, but I w- if I were a betting man right now, my bet would be it's Liam at left guard between Teron Armstead and Connor Williams. And Austin Jackson would be the right tackle. The concern here is obviously you're uncontested at right tackle. You don't have anything else there right now uh, or, except for a UDFA last year and Robert Jones. And ideally, he's better served to play inside too. Can he take a marginal step forward? Yeah. Am I expecting anything other than potentially a marginal step forward? No. I think we, we have enough of a sample size with Austin playing uh, to kind of know what the strengths and weaknesses are. And uh, it just feels like there's a a disconnect between the physical ability that exists and the instincts that he shows as far as seeing things happening. Now, Maybe the improvement in coaching uh, can go a long way. You're probably looking for him to be protected a little bit more within the scheme that does run the ball a little bit more. Uh, And I do think he has a better run blocker than he is pass protector. So. Yeah, I think a marginal step forward is the hope, uh, should be the expectation. Uh, but I don't I don't know that Austin with a marginal step forward at the end of year three is going to be a player that we're going to look at and not want an upgrade over, personally. That's just the, the lows have been so low for two years. Danny Sly. Kyle, been a listener since Travis... Uh, here on Locked On, keep up the great work. Settle a dispute for me. I was trying to explain to my brother that the reason Miami took two was because the coach was trying to create New England South in Miami. He succeeded with a stellar defense, and his goal was the offense was to try and get a quarterback that had the best traits of TB12, release pinpoint accuracy so they wouldn't have to focus on the running back room at all. They took two over Herbert because Tua has more of those traits, and Tua still has the potential to kind of be that kind of quarterback. Agree or disagree? If you're be at the home opener, we love to buy beer. I will be at the home opener, so I will take you up on the beer. I know there, there, there are always going to be conflicting opinions, reports, intel, all of those things. 
in regards to this decision that the Dolphins made. Um, but I personally, knowing what I had heard throughout the pre-draft process, knowing what I had heard um, after the pre-draft process, seeing how Brian Flores handled Tua Tungvaloa, I have a hard time buying that Brian Flores pounded the table for Tua Tungvaloa to be the quarterback. It would not surprise me if Brian Flores actually wanted somebody else as the quarterback. Um, so I, I don't know that I agree with we're going to take the New England model, which, yes, all the all the Patriots disciples all want to recreate to some degree the Patriots model. Uh, but as we've seen since Tom Brady has left New England, like respectfully, Pats. They're not looking too hot this year. They won 10 games last year and got boat raced in the playoffs. Got swept by Miami. Sorry. Uh, and they had a losing season the year before, the first year Tom left. And they spent 150 something million dollars in three days to buy themselves three wins and get to 10 wins and be a paper tiger in the playoffs. Uh, that doesn't, it doesn't work, right? Like, it... Trying to transplant the culture and the style of team that exists in one place and just relocate it and recreate it elsewhere. It's like hiring Joe Philbin to run the Packers offense in Miami and say, Oh, we want to be, we want to have an offense like the Packers. Well, guess what? Aaron Rodgers makes the Packers offense the Packers offense. Oh, we want to have a, Patriots, we want to be the New England Patriots South. Well, Tom Brady made the Patriots the Patriots for as long as the Patriots were the Patriots. And every time Tom throws touchdowns and wins games in Tampa Bay and New England continues to be middle of the line, it reminds you what Bill Belichick was before Tom Brady and what Bill Belichick has been after Tom Brady. Uh, and, and that certainly changes my perception on the legacy of Bill Belichick, which if, if I was ever going to be thankful for Tom Brady for one thing, it was going to be that. Uh, so yes, I certainly think that they, they wanted to recreate certain elements, but I don't think, well, Tom had this and Tua can give us that. I don't think that was the thought process. And I don't even know how bought in Brian Flores was to the idea of Tua Tungvaloa being his quarterback. Um, but that that's just kind of me knowing what conversations I've heard what of Intel based on people that I trust and would presume to be in the know would say. And I know people, there's people out there that I respect greatly uh, in this same space as covering the dolphins who would contradict that statement. And I understand that. Uh, and I don't, I don't know that we'll ever get the full truth because um, it, there's been changing dynamics there's been hirings and firings there's been players that have had successes elsewhere and nobody wants to it's like the nick saban oh yeah i pounded the table i pounded the table for drew Brees. i like yeah sure of course you did nick like nobody wants to be now whether or not that's true or not i don't i don't know that we'll ever get the true full truth we'll get everybody's version of the truth. And I think this decision might be one of those things too, where like you'll get different people's versions of what happened, but the truth is always going to fall somewhere in the middle. We've got a couple more. 
We got two more, actually. Uh, but before we get there, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all their bars. They're absolutely delicious. Right now, you can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Uh, Von Carr with a question. Kyle, I live in North Jersey, and all we hear about is how the Jets had a perfect draft. Can you compare your pre-draft notes for Jalen Waddell against Garrett Wilson and Jalen Phillips against Jermaine Johnson? Jets fan and sports radio are convinced they're going to split against us, so I need some ammo to show them our draft last year was far superior. Thanks. Keep up the amazing work. The, the Jets had a nice draft, right? Like, I, But Jets fans feeling themselves to the degree that they're feeling themselves. I don't know if it's because like from the, the sports radio or whatever is it's like, Hey, we're in the New York market. Like we got an opportunity here. Let's really drum this thing up. But like, can you be realistic about yourselves for a minute? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be too rude, although you are the jets. So I won't hold back if I don't have to. Four, two, Seven, four, five, five, ten, four. Those are the Jets' win totals over the last, what, eight years, which would correspond to 13 losses, 14 losses, nine losses, 12 losses, 11 losses, 11 losses, six losses in 2015, and then 12 back to 12 losses in 2014. Fourth place in the division, second place in the division in 2015, fourth place, fourth place, fourth place, third place, barely beating out a tanking Dolphins team that had they not suffered a BS pass interference against Nick Needham late in the year, the Dolphins would have won an extra game and the Dolphins would be tied with the Jets and the Dolphins would have swept the Jets and had the tiebreaker. Fourth place, fourth place. Like... And I understand like you guys are progressing in a direction that, that's exciting for you as fans and, and should be exciting because the team is getting better. But can we just stop for a second and acknowledge the fact that you're minus 408 points over the last two years? You've been outscored over the last two seasons by 408 points and won six games the last two years combined. Please stop acting like, I don't know, you're this juggernaut waiting to happen because even if you do do have an amazing class and Garrett Wilson's going to be very good, him and Elijah Moore will pair together very well. The Jets are going to have two guys who can win with Yak in the same spirit of what the Dolphins are trying to do because their OC is off the same coaching tree as our head coach. Jermaine Johnson, a higher run floor a run defending floor than what Jalen Phillips had. Jalen Phillips had a higher pass rush ability. At least showed it uh, on tape. You really liked what Jermaine Johnson had um, at the senior bowl to showcase that he could do a little bit more than what he was asked to do on film. But Jalen was also a better athlete than what Jermaine was. And Sauce Gardner, I don't think is somebody who Sauce Gardner would not be surprised if he has a lot of success right away. I had a chance to meet him in the pre-draft process. He's he's a 
great, smart young kid who's super gifted athletically. But you're going to tell me that guy's going to press up or play deep third coverage against the Dolphins with Waddle and Hill and succeed in that? Never mind the fact that he's a rookie. That those skill sets don't match up well against a tall, long, high-hipped corner. Um, there's ways they can work around that, but the the fanfare with the Jets right now is only, and the the hype with the Jets is only outmatched by the weirdness of Kansas City weeps fans who just continue to cry themselves to sleep on social media every night and show their rear ends uh, sending death threats to Tyree Kill based off his comments on his podcast. Really, guys? Really? I don't know, man. Like, I, I have such a hard time sympathizing for, oh, no, we went to a few Super Bowls and won one, and now the world's out to get it. Like, get over it, man. Like, you guys have one of the most... You're the Miami Heat of the NFL. Consistently good. Win championships intermittently. And I understand you had the, the big dry spell, and now you're playing for him with Mahomes and all that jazz. Great. Just enjoy being good. Stop crying. Ground yourselves a little bit. Have some perspective. Sorry, but it's it it's really been crazy to watch. Like these fans lose their minds all offseason. Uh, Sweet Rebellion, last one of the day. If you're a betting man at this point in time, would you bet on Tua earning a second contract from the Dolphins? I would bet the team would exercise the fifth-year option for Tua. Um, I need to see him play this year. It's too... If I were a betting man, I would say he has not done enough to warrant a contract extension yet. Um, but I would bet that they would extend the they would exercise the fifth year option at this point in time. Uh, so I know that that doesn't that kind of dances around your question, but I genuinely have no idea. And any any answer I gave you, yes or no, to an extension would be a guess, a complete and total guess. Because uh, I, I don't have enough information. And if you go long enough without having enough information, then sometimes that can give you your answer. But I don't think they're there with, with him yet. So that is going to do it for Locked On Dolphins. We're going to go ahead and put this thing in the books. Kyle Krabs, fins up. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you to everybody who threw some questions in the pool for us today. Uh, and as a disclaimer to all of you, uh, I am traveling this weekend. Uh, so there will be no Friday show as currently planned. That's not to say I might you know, drop a, a Drake-level um, surprise album tomorrow at some point. But as things are currently standing, uh, it's going to be a long weekend for me. So if I don't come around, I'll plan on talking to you guys on Monday. And if I do come around... Don't be surprised. I just want to kind of open you guys to the possibility that I may be out of commission tomorrow. So fins up, make it a great Thursday, and I'll talk with you guys again soon.